Why are men and boys struggling? And what should we do about it? In a world of chaos and our attention is being pulled in different directions, the Pursuing Truth podcast is seeking the solution by having authentic conversations that are aimed to impact culture. Hello and welcome back to the Pursuing Truth podcast. And I just want to say, guys, thank you so much for all of you who have reached out to me here recently, just in regards to me not making an episode. Um, I've kind of been battling through some things in my personal life that have been really difficult for me to face. And that's kind of what is going to inspire this conversation today on Braincast. If you guys would please follow me on Spotify so that you're notified when new episodes come out and shoot me a, what is it called? A review a review on Apple podcast and a subscribe on YouTube. Obviously this week I am going to do a video episode. So if you are on Spotify or Apple podcast currently and would like to watch me speak, that's fine. Go over to YouTube. All of the links to all of the social media accounts are in the bottom of the description. With that being said, guys. So like I said, I've been going through some things in my life, which is why I have not released an episode for four weeks now, which is kind of crazy because now I have been podcasting for a year and a half. It's been incredible to watch this platform evolve and grow and just the internal confidence that it has built in me to be more capable of communicating in a effective manner not only here, but the application into my work life and my day-to-day relationships with people as I come across things that are very, very difficult. Um, So I just am going through this moment in my life and um, really appreciating where I'm at as well. Uh, Hardships, and I'll just I'll just give it to you guys. This is this is what I'm going through right now. I'm facing about sixteen thousand dollars in credit card debt, and I've had to make some changes in my life. Many of you know that I served in law enforcement for five years, and unfortunately, there is a immense struggle in law enforcement with giving officers the proper pay that they deserve to do the job that they are currently doing. And that is one thing that I had to face. I was making $22 an hour as a police officer in southeastern Kansas, making approximately $45,000 a year. And then I have all of these other things that I got to pay for, right? I got a house. I got a car. I'm doing all of this alone. And I got all the bills that come with it. And in some regards, this is what we're going to get into is you have this wall in front of you, something that you're struggling with, something where it's going to come to a breaking point that either you're going to be running full speed into this wall and it's going to hit you and smack you in the face. Whereas as you approach that wall, you're going to pick up the tools and the mental fortitude that 
you are going to be able to climb over this wall. See, it's far better to pick up the tools and get prepared and be ready than to run directly into the wall and hit rock bottom. Now, I speak about this in my struggle. Law enforcement for five years. Man, I love this job. I want to do it. I want to do it for the rest of my life, but I've made some poor decisions. So how do these decisions come along? See, as you're approaching this wall, you must be able to evaluate, right? You need to be able to evaluate what you need to make you capable of getting over the wall, right? The challenge that you're facing. So a couple things was, wow, you know, I got to quit being an idiot with credit cards. Swipe, 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 swipe. Okay, if I got to quit being an idiot with credit cards and swipe, 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 what do I do? I'm not making more money. And now I have all of these credit card bills that I got to pay off. And in the midst of that, I'm struggling just to put food on the table. So I'm living on this credit card at this point. And this is the prison of debt. So what do I have to do? Not only what do I have to do, but why am I doing what I'm doing? Why am I swipe, 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 swipe all the time? I'll tell you right now, and I think that many of us struggle with this. My struggle was my mental health to be clear man if i just went out and i bought that new sure sm7b microphone if i just went out and bought that sony zv1 camera or the soundboard the roadcaster pro or the computer or the new tires for the jeep because i want my jeep to look cooler than what it does today man i'll, I'll feel better i'll feel better because I hated life, right? Man, I was struggling with failed relationships. In the midst of that was loneliness. And while I struggled with, with loneliness, I need something that gives me a little bit of fulfillment that keeps me going. So I would buy things. Swipe, 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 swipe. And so this wall is in front of me and I'm going at it a hundred miles an hour. I know if I continue to swipe, 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 everything that I built in the last 10 years, I'm going to lose all of it. So I knew why I was making the poor financial decisions that I was making. So as I approach the wall, I'm like, okay, so what do I do? How do I change this? Man, well, you know what? Law enforcement isn't paying me enough to get on top of this wall in front of me. So I got a couple options to do, right? I got a platform of nearly 65,000 people and I could go out to everybody that listens to the podcast or watches me on TikTok or subscribes on my YouTube, and I can put faith and hope into people giving me the money that I need to get over this hurdle, this wall. Give me the money. Give me the money. Now, 
here's the thing. What would be better for me to do, right, is to develop some type of program that's beneficial, that adds value to your life. Those things I am simply just not capable of doing yet. Um, I haven't even developed a website. I don't sell any products. I do this out of, to be quite honest, just as much for me as it is to motivate you to get some things in your life in order. Finances. For me, that was one of the things that I've been struggling with. So I was like, law enforcement isn't going to cut it. Podcast, making money on it. That's not an option yet. Hopefully in the future, that will be the option. So I started looking for new employment. And as I'm searching for new employment, all I'm thinking in the back of my head is like, ah, if I leave law enforcement, will I be content? Will I be happy in what I'm doing? And the truth is, I would say, uh, since I left law enforcement in January, I don't feel as motivated, as determined as I was prior. Because part of the thing about the wall, the challenge in front of you, is it can be either something that you're anxious on your approach to it, or it can be something that is a motivator for you to overcome. Seeing that wall was a motivator for me. I want to get over it, so what do I do, right? Start applying for new jobs. Sorry, I got a train that's like half a mile away from my house, so you might be able to hear it in the background. But on this approach, I'm like, okay, I'm going to apply for new jobs, and I picked up a private security job working for a corporation, and now I do corporate security at a gas station. Okay, doesn't sound that exciting. What I will say about this private security job is I deal with far more people and issues on a regular basis than I did in five years of law enforcement. So many people may look at that like, ah, he wears a security badge, he he has security on his back, da 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 No, like... I have had to fight for my life now on a minimum of three to four occasions. I don't want to fight. I hate fighting. But one thing that I love as a result from the podcast is it has made me capable in my articulation of communication with fellow people so that I can reason with them and I develop relationships in that community. So what was the benefit financially? I doubled my pay. A little bit over double. I'm projected to make around 95K next year. As a single guy, that's a lot of money, okay? My mortgage is $600 a month. My car payment, 450 Bills, everything included is probably fifteen hundred. So now I'm making four times what my bills are. So I got all this extra money now. Now, 
now that I have all this money, what do I do with that money? Because here's the key thing about approach to that wall is discipline, picking up those tools and using the tools that are going to make you capable of getting over the wall, right? So I'm making all this extra money. And the awesome thing is in four months of working at this job on Monday, which will be what the 24th, the episode will release on Wednesday, the 26th is I will have paid off $10,000 of credit card debt. You know, the problem as I was approaching that wall is I didn't didn't even feel comfortable. I didn't feel comfortable in developing a relationship with a woman because I didn't have my finances in order. And as I'm getting these things paid off, I'm getting it fixed, and I'm working it all out, the internal peace that I have on the approach to a relationship, my communication about finances is a lot more open and I feel a lot more comfortable. You know, I'm making all of these poor decisions financially and I can overcome it. Now, maybe... This conversation about finances isn't applicable to you. Maybe you're like I was when I was 24, 25 years old, and you have all your finances in order, you have minimal car debt, you maybe have a mortgage, you don't have student loans, and you don't have any credit cards, and you're at net zero at debt and credit cards. Maybe that's you because that was me, but maybe... The wall that's in front of you is your relationship. Maybe you're struggling currently with that constant anxiety when you come home. She's going to be down your throat about something that you did or didn't do. And she keeps telling you, I want, I want to spend more time with you. And you're like, well, I I have all these other things going on in my life. Maybe you feel that, oh, well, there's some finances here. There's some things over here that I need to get in order. Let's say that it's finances again, just going back there a little bit. And she keeps telling you, you know, I want you to pay off this debt. I want you to pay this bill. I want you to do this, 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 and this. And then, so you're working extra hours at work. And then she, when you come home, she's like, Hey, I want to spend more time with you. We need to go on some dates. We need to do X, Y, and Z so that I feel happy in this relationship. And what you see is like, Whoa, okay. This is way too much for me. I need to just I just need a I just need a break or I need to continue to go. The problem is is that as you continue to go, you continue to experience these relationship issues and you know that it's going to come to a head eventually because let me tell you, if you're not investing into that relationship with your woman or your man, that eventually that will come to a breaking point. Men deserve to be cherished in a relationship. And men, 
I believe that it is our responsibility to cherish our woman. Now, what do I mean by cherishing our woman? Look, picking up the tools, getting prepared for that wall. Cherish her, okay? This is a tool. Cherish. Use it as a tool. Think of it like that. When I say cherish, I mean where you're just like, yo, I love you. And you want me to pay this bill. You want me to pay this debt. And if I pay this debt, it's going to require me to spend more time at work. And then you're asking me to take you on more dates and do more things with you and spend more quality time with you. But I just don't feel that I am available to do so with you. Now what? See, that articulation right there, just reasoning, just being clear and concise with it. And a humble spirit will more than likely contribute to the benefit of the relationship because now there may be some understanding of what your stresses are as a man. So you're going to cherish her through your communication and you're going to cherish her by serving her. Now, many men will be like, oh, I would never serve a woman. That's too simpy. That makes me too vulnerable. X, Y, and Z, whatever the perspective is. She's your partner. She's your she's part of your battle team, yo. She's on your side. Let's say that she is. There's, there's some relationships that obviously your partner isn't really on your side and they're out to get you. But I believe that to be fairly rare, partially because all of us as human beings are designed for relationships. So if you are with a good person and they have chosen to stay with you in this relationship, then they are choosing you. Therefore, you have to choose them. And because you're choosing them, you have to sacrifice a part of you for them. Relationship is is the foundation, the structure to our long-term happiness. It's not going to be money. It's not financial success. It's not obtaining that job. It's not getting more followers on your social medias. It's not paying off your car and paying off your house. It's not getting to this numerical part of life where you can put all the numbers together. True internal long-term happiness is to be valued to be loved, to be respected, to be honored, to live with honor, to love like you want to be loved, to sacrifice oneself for the betterment of those around them. That's long-term fulfillment and happiness because I see this all the time. There's people on TikTok that have 100, 200,000 followers and they are not happy. So what makes you happy is relationship. 
So you see this wall in your relationship and you're approaching it. Start picking up the tools that are necessary for you to climb that wall. Put something together. The other part of this wall analogy is the anxious approach. So I kind of hit on that a little bit earlier. But the anxious approach is like, well, I got to pick this up and I got to pick this up and I got to do this and I got to do this and I got to calm down. Okay, let's not make it more difficult than what it is. Okay, because it's not as difficult as what it appears to be. Because as you're approaching that difficulty of picking up all these things and you're thinking of boom, 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 all these things that you got to do in order to get over the wall, that's making you anxious and therefore may make you procrastinate long enough to where it's, the wall's going to smack you square in the face. That's not the right way to approach it. I would say to anybody, the best way to approach the challenge that you're about to face, what's coming down the road, is to make a list. Make a list of what it's going to take. Then make a subsection of these notes of things that you got to do in order to get over this wall in the relationship, at work, financial, whatever it is. Make a subnote where it's a goal. Say by... May 1st of 2023, I want to make sure I do this. So I want to, so for me financially, like I shared my little story at the beginning was I want to get out of debt. Well, my goal was to be out of debt by July. That is going to be achieved. I'm on track to do so, but I wrote down all the dates of when I wanted to achieve each thing. Now, believe it or not, I could show you right now if I had the papers out here with me. Uh, unfortunately, I don't. But I have papers from collection agencies, you know, asking me for the money. Come on, where's it at? Where's it at? Come on. You know, I got this, um, uh, it's like everybody's on my tail end, you know? And I'm feeling the stress of it and I'm trying to get it all organized to get it all taken care of. And so I'm making phone calls. I'm like, hey, you know, I can do this by this date. I can do this by this date. I'm communicating on the approach as I'm paying these things off. Now, the cool thing is I will have one of those goals done by May 1st, which was to pay off two credit cards. One that was $5,500 and the other one was $7,500. And those will be taken care of. I came to an agreement with the collection agencies and I will be able to wash my hands on Monday. And the freeing feeling of that is absolutely incredible. Incredible because it's been something ticking in the back of my mind for so long contributing to 
me not investing into what I need to be fulfilled, which is a relationship, because I don't feel adequate and equipped on my approach to the relationship. I got to have my things in order so that she doesn't have to bear the responsibility of the poor decisions that I have made. So that wall, that one wall for me, I'm going to get over by July. I'm excited about it. But there's a wall for you too. That wall could be your relationship, could be work. So let's talk about a few things of not just simply tools, but mental fortitude that you need to have as you approach this wall. You need to be self-aware. Oh, that is a loose term. It's been thrown around so much, but what does that mean to be aware of oneself? Well, ask yourself the question. What makes you mad? What fires you up? Maybe not with anger, but just with passion. Where do you go to find the most peace? What is the number one thing that you do to find peace in the midst of challenges that is healthy? So I'm not talking alcohol. One of the things for me is playing golf. How do you compete with yourself? What development And what's the outcome of developing these things? Asking yourself, if I feel this way today while you're single, like I've had to experience this many times, while you're single, you probably have good days and you have bad days. And on your bad days, what do you, what, what's the internal conversation with yourself? Now, somebody be like, ah, Levi, come on. Internal conversations are weird, whatever. No, they're not. All of us do it, and we should embrace it. It's real. It's authentic. Asking yourself questions and being 120% honest with yourself. Levi, why are you swiping credit cards? Because I'm lonely. I'm not happy. I'm depressed, and I need this for temporary fulfillment. Now, I didn't answer it that way in my head. Of course, it wasn't articulated that way. But on my evaluation, I figured out why I was doing that. So then what it is, is now that you've been responsible, you've been honest, you've had the internal confidence, excuse me, you've had the internal conversation with yourself. Now you've become self-aware to the degree that you know that when the time comes that you have to take care of these things, you're going to be able to take care of them. But not only that you're able to take care of them today, but the next challenge that you face, you can apply the same mentality, the same structure, and the same discipline, no matter what facet of life It is. You can apply the same level of discipline and attributes that it's going to take for you to get over it. Just apply it to that thing, right? Why am I making the decisions that I'm making? What is my emotional health? What is my mental health? 
What is my spiritual health? Three key things that you need in your life, right? And of course that leaves out physicality, right? You need to feel good about yourself, but that's not the topic of the conversation, but spiritually. Now let's get into spirituality. Um, As I approach on this conversation, this really does derive from my personal feelings of inadequacy, right? I'm inadequate for my woman. I'm inadequate for my community because I'm not able to invest my work into other people. Instead, I have fulfilled myself with so many different things, the microphone, the computer, everything, all this stuff. I've fulfilled myself with all of these things. Now I got to pay it all back and I can't contribute to family events. I can't contribute to friendships. I can't contribute to my relationships to any degree. I can't develop relationships because there's this hindrance of financial health that I have to return what problem I have created. So spiritually, how do I deal with that? I believe as Christians, our number one calling is to serve others, to live like Christ. And to live like Christ is to sacrifice like Christ. Would you lay down your life for a brother or a sister? Would you give somebody $100 that you truly knew that they needed? I think one of the things that we often do is we operate in, I want to feel good by giving somebody something. So we go give it to somebody that is potentially undeserving. Okay, as I said, I work at a gas station, private security. And to be quite honest, I work in the ghetto. Okay, the worst part of this city. And I have to evaluate who really needs it and who takes advantage of my empathy and my compassion. I'm not saying go give it to just anybody. Go sacrifice for just anybody. No, because there's people that choose to live in the chaos. I have chosen not to live in the chaos. I have chosen to live a responsible life. I have chosen to have my finances in order. I have chosen to be available to sacrifice parts of me for others, but are they deserving of that sacrifice that I'm giving them? The Christian perspective would say, well, yeah, everybody's deserving of the sacrifice. You kind of use the analogy about Jesus, blah, 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 blah. Yes, when it comes to faith, Absolutely. But if you're giving and sacrificing to somebody who is unwilling to put forth the effort to change aspects of their life, then the problem is you're probably contributing to the problems that they have created in their life, right? They have that wall and they have It has smacked them square in the face and they have chosen to give up and they have chosen to wait for others to come to the end of that wall and say, hey, help me, help me, help me. No, no, no. 
One thing that we all can count on is personal responsibility. Personal responsibility in that I can help you, but it's going to require something from you. See, even Jesus, in, in, in this kind of philosophical conversation about this, even Jesus said, you have to accept me. You have to want a relationship with me. You have to live by faith. Apply that into life, and I'm not just talking faith. I'm not just talking relationship with somebody. But there's this need from the other side to be able to sacrifice for them. It's reciprocal. There's something else there that needs to come from the other side to make it worthy of the sacrifice. Because if we don't do that, it leads to loneliness. Think about it. I believe that the majority of suicides occur because loneliness. And how would you define loneliness? I would define loneliness as, well, I don't feel that I have a place in this relationship. I don't feel that I have a place at work. I don't feel that I have a place with the family. I don't even know my own identity. I don't know my own purpose. And I have nobody there to talk to about the challenges that I'm facing. I'm alone. And many of us experience that, right? I've experienced that. But at some point, sacrifice has to come in. I believe in order to develop relationships, it's that reciprocal part where I have to be willing to give myself, make myself vulnerable for this relationship. So spiritually, you have to be willing to sacrifice for others. Examine their worthiness of the sacrifice. And help them over the wall as well. But be aware that there's people that want to stay right in front of that wall because it smacked them square in the face and they want to live in the chaos of that. But maybe it's a sister, maybe it's a brother that has truly been trying to get things fixed in their life. Let's say maybe you get a 3 a.m. phone call from one of your best friends just got a DUI and need somebody to pick them up from jail. Are you willing to sacrifice the gas and the time to go pick them up? That's sacrifice. Obviously, you know that your brother or your best friend is maybe going through a difficult time and it is, is challenged on multiple levels and maybe was just like seeking some uh, temporary um, fulfillment in alcohol and he drove, got a DUI, went to jail, and now he needs you to come pick him up. And this isn't a reoccurring thing, but this is a one-time thing 
that he made a poor decision tonight, but he does have things to some degree in order in his life. He's worthy of that sacrifice. He made a mistake. We all make mistakes. We all do it. And we all need somebody there that's willing to help us out in the midst of that mistake. It's another tool, a part that comes from relationships. It's fundamental to us. You're approaching a wall and there's a challenge in front of you. Start picking up those tools. Start getting ready and become capable of getting over the wall. Now, I would like to say it all ends there, right? (laughs) I'd like to say once you get over that wall, once you get over that challenge in front of you, it all ends, but it doesn't. It's just that wall. It's just those finances. You're all paid off on everything. What's next? Ooh. What did you learn on that approach to the first wall? Now there's a second one coming. And things feel great when you initially get over, right? Like you're like, yes, I feel good. Oh, let's go. I achieved something. I won. And there's nothing that feels better than that little bit of, of, of peace at the time and joy and knowing that you were able to get over it, right? But we have to be cognitive that there's another challenge coming. The challenge today of finances won't always be the challenge. So the next challenge may be Levi's in a relationship now. You're in a relationship. Or maybe you fixed the relationship issues, but now you have communication issues. And there's a wall approaching. But the relationship is going to end. Right? If you don't fix the... If you don't change the oil in the car, you're... You're going to burn the motor. Okay, that problem is right in front of you. Are you going to change the oil? Are you going to learn how to communicate better so that you don't have to spend five to $10,000 on a new engine? Or you're not going to go through five years of loneliness and depression and sadness and angst bitterness towards your ex are you going to work on that relationship are you going to work on that motor keeps you going so just know once you get over one wall there's another one coming so it's a continual process of life and it's part of the human condition that you will face challenges along the way but part of being a capable human being to be a responsible person in the circle in which you find yourself in, which family, friends, work, things like that. Part of the thing is for you to be responsible there. Take ownership, pick up the tools, make yourself capable. Because you can do it. And you're not alone in the challenges that you face. Many of us face challenges. Your trauma is not my trauma. 
But one thing that we can all relate on is the pain from trauma. Apply that anywhere in life. With that being said, guys, that is all I have for you on this week's episode of BrainCast. Again, I apologize. I've been absent for a month now, which is the longest time that I have gone without producing an episode. And I've just been facing challenges. But I'm here. And I need to be here. And I need to continue to do this. Not because it's agonizing. Oh, I got to make a podcast. I need to do this for you. And because it helps me. And then it actually holds me accountable because I'll say things that I want to do that I haven't done yet. And because I haven't done them, I feel hypocritical. So then it's like, Levi, you better get it straightened out. Because what you talked about, you aren't there yet. I've had many occurrences of that. So I thank you so much for being a part of this journey with me. Because that's truly what it is. It is a journey. Life is a journey full of adventure, full of hardships, full of joy, full of happiness, sadness, bitterness, sometimes hatred, forgiveness, love, peace, and solitude. The wall, the challenge. Get ready for the battle. Life is a war. If you guys would, go ahead and subscribe on YouTube. Follow me on Spotify so that you're notified when new episodes come out. Give me an Apple podcast rating and review. Absolutely crucial to the long-term benefit of the podcast as it will get new people to listen to awesome episodes, maybe like this one or one of the other ones that you have enjoyed over the last year and a half. And I just appreciate you being here with me. One thing that you can do that would be an immense help for me and possibly somebody that you know that would potentially pull something from this conversation today is to just go to the share icon and share it with them. Just say, hey, this helped me out today. I think it may help you out today. I'm facing some challenges. Let's get ready for the wall. You guys have a great rest of your week. And God bless. See you guys next week.